Welcome to the 3 and D pod. Here with my boy, Wizzy Wayne. Yeah. And Hezzy. That's right. Tation. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Wait for Hesitate. it. Hezzy. Tation. <gasps> Let's do a gasp in there. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are going to jump into this week's headlines uh, from the NBA. We're, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, fellas, from the Thanksgiving week. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and jump into it right now. Let's go. All right. First things first, we're going to talk about the return saga. Players returning to their old stadiums, their old homes. Uh, We kind of knew this coming in, that Kyrie and Anthony Davis, they weren't necessarily going to have like a warm applause and a nice welcome back. So let's start with Kyrie. Mm -mm. Kyrie's return, first off, he was a no-show because apparently Kyrie's injured right now. They're saying it's some sort of shoulder impingement. That's what I read online. Shoulder impingement. What is an impingement? Uh, I don't know. It's the first time I've ever heard this word. I'm intrigued. Apparently, it's impinging something in his shoulder. Okay. Define impinge. Define impinge. I was like, you. that didn't help me at all. <laughs> hey, Siri, define impinge, please. But he was a no-show, and did you guys see all of, like the photos they were posting all around the like the Boston Stadium with like Kyrie's face on? Uh, like, It was just like pieces of paper, and it was like his face, and at the bottom it said coward. Yo, no, I didn't. It was yeah, it was posted up all around the stadium. So they were starting that hate like real quick. Dang. Like they didn't even wait. And they were they were going ahead and booing him like from the very, 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 very get go. And he wasn't even playing. Mm-hmm. Like this that's how much mm. they didn't like this dude. Um would you say Kyrie's a coward though? In oh. in terms of how the Boston Celtics fans view him. Is well, he a terms, coward? Yeah, you want me to define the, coward for you? Go ahead, define <laughs> coward. It's a person who lacks courage in facing danger, difficulty, opposition, pain, etc. A timid or easily intimidated person. You know what? I I guess if by that definition, you could kind of say he was, only because it seemed like the challenge of him being the guy in Boston and having to kind of help develop those young guys around him wasn't really his style. It wasn't really his thing. And he's not the guy. Like, I don't think he'll he's ever... He's not really a leader, right? I don't no. think he's ever... No. Well, when you play second position. fiddle to LeBron too long, yeah. you kind of... It just... But that, that you can do. But that's where he fits best, though. Like, being alongside of, like, the alpha male. He's mm-hmm. not the alpha male. Like, yeah. LeBron was... And that's why I think when kd comes back next year we'll have a better view of Kyrie because he'll fit into that uh kind of like batman and robin where he's robin Mm -hmm. Uh, you know that we'll be we'll be able to view him better in that position rather than the one he's in right now do you think kd is a leader like lebron is or but i'm just talking in terms of play yeah kd is a player leader like his play kind of like with james harden yeah. Or before he kind of before this season at least, where because you play. can have guys on your team that aren't the best player, but they're the best leader on your team. Like yeah. probably PJ Tucker on the Rockets is like a great leader for yeah. us. Um, I don't know 
maybe a guy or like when Chris De- Paul was there or something. Yeah, or yeah. like for the Nets, if DeAndre Jordan might be their like go-to leader, maybe. Yeah, but in terms of like actually playing, I think Kyrie recognizing like he's not the best one on the court allows his game to flourish a little bit more. Yeah, I can get down with that. Yeah. Um. So the funny thing though is that after the after the booing happened and everything went down. He went on social media and he made this, like, you know how Kyrie gets into like his these like well thought out like spirituality posts and just like these hey. weird like inner peace things. Yeah. So this is what he posted. It's it's sort of long. That but boy just, is a Zen master. So all the booing and everything happens, and this is what he says. It happens all the time, and tonight just shows how sports slash entertainment will always be ignorant and obtrusive. It's one big show that means very, very little in the real world that most people live in because there are actually things that matter going on within it, like figuring out a life that means more to you than a ball going into a hoop or learning how to grow up being in a fishbowl or a society based on your popularity level as a person or even dealing with becoming the leader of your family after someone's passing and not knowing how to deal with life after it happens. But this game of sports entertainment matters more than someone's mental health and well-being, right? Or the real-life things that happen to people every day, but they still have to perform for the NBA and its fans, right? And I'm not going to read the rest of it because it's it's actually pretty long, but he, you guys can see oh, this. Oh, wow, that's a pretty... Yeah, he makes this big yeah. paragraph, and at the very bottom he says, Life. Period. So, hmm. period, life, period. So obviously he uh, had some feelings towards kind of so, what happened. Okay. Uh, hmm. All right. I understand he's on a, the man's on a different spiritual level than most. We get it. I think it's it a big just, act, though. It just, it happens. Like he said, it, it's basketball, it's sports. When someone you don't like as a fan comes back, like talking with uh, with David, Shout out you, David. Um, shout he went out, to, shout out. Yeah. He went to the Spurs versus Clippers game on, what was it, Friday? Oh, he did. What a great game to be at. Yeah. And he was like, he was texting me. He was like, I'm going to the Spurs game tonight, and I'm going to boo Kawhi off the face of the earth. And I was like, do it. I like Kawhi still. He hates Kawhi. But it's just part of that game. It's part of the story. It's part of the drama that the NBA is. Mm-hmm. And so I and mean that the fan the fan likes it too. I mean, yeah, they feed I, off of that. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about Anthony Davis going back to New Orleans. They booed him every time he touched the ball. Yeah. But I, I mean, think like, Kyrie like addressing everything like it's like cuz that post was basically like basketball in terms of life doesn't really matter that much. And I think him saying that is almost like a cop out to like facing what he did. Like he wants to turn the attention of the fans away from basketball so they will mm-hmm. ignore kind of like his mistakes and mm-hmm. what what he put the Boston fans through. Yeah. And so in some ways I think it's kind of like, yes, you're right, but also how are you gearing those emotions? Like are they actually valid or are you just saying them because you want uh people to turn away from your mistakes? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But it is what it is. We we all kind of knew like he was going to get booed off the face of the earth. Um but a pr- I, I thought this was a pretty cool thing. But in that game, you, you guys remember last week when Kimball Walker basically went just head on into one of his own teammates yeah. and they had to walk him off on a stretcher? That was scary. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the game he comes back is that game where it's Kyrie's team at TD Garden. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and Kemba scores 39 in this comeback. I was like... Season high, right? I think I so think it was, it was a season, season high, high for yeah. him. It's yeah. Kemba, bro. But that was <laughs> that was cool, dude. The most yeah. slipped on point guard in the yes. league, bro. I think so. And, and he fits so much better on this Boston team than Kyrie yeah. did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think... I think Kyrie's not a leader. I think we've established that at this point. I think he's super talented. I don't think he's a great like team leader. And also, with Kyrie being out, Spencer Dinwiddie. Spence. He's getting the Nets wins. He's Young getting them Spence. wins. I know another Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, who, I, who is it? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. <laughs> Let's move on. Young Spence. <laughs> In the house. As is referring to my middle name, Spencer. Spencer McWilliams. <laughs> Why'd For you some say reason, he's so always sass. thought it's really funny. But uh, <laughs> who's laughing now? Somebody in the league named Spencer is getting their team wins. So <laughs> forget you. For all the young Spencers out there, <laughs> here's Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> um, Dinwiddie last week won Eastern, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, which Dang. is pretty impressive. Um since Kyrie's exit uh, from being injured, which was eight games ago, the Nets have gone on uh, to be six and two with Dinwid- Dinwiddie leading mm. the way. Six and two is not bad, um, but I think it kind of shows you that if you're a great and amazing and talented player, it doesn't mean it's it, do- it doesn't mean it's going to translate to wins. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you're kind of seeing that right now. Like the Nets are kind of back to how the Nets of last year were, where they're playing more team ball and move, yeah. Yeah. and Joe Harris is getting involved and in, you know, uh, big Afro man, uh, Allen. Yeah. Jared Allen, he's getting involved. Like when you play as a team and this is, uh, hard for me to say as a Rockets fan, because we don't play as a team, but for us, some it, dubs. It, it leads to wins right now, but you're seeing that like, it's going to be an adjustment period to not only get Kyrie included, but also KD next year. Like their whole, mm-hmm. their whole style is going to have to shift to be around those guys. But it's necessary because of how great those guys are. Did you guys see the Nets court? No, they're. Uh, but did you see the Dallas court? Oh, the new like throwback one. Yeah, they got like these throwback jerseys, but like I they don't look know like what it Fresh is. Prince of Bel Air. I love it. It reminds me of Fresh Prince Bel Air. But reason. like for some reason, the way they shine why. the light on the court, it makes it like this weird, like fluorescent blue green thing going on hmm. that matches the jerseys. Uh huh. I don't know if it's the lights or if it's the court itself. But when I was watching those Mavs games, I was like, "Oh, hold up! They got something <laughs> popping over here in Dallas." I so, didn't. I didn't like those jerseys at first, but dude. I like those. Jerseys, so what's man. up with the net court? How so, does it look right now? I'll show you right now. It's got like this gray tint almost. Ooh, mm, okay. it looks like 3D. It's kind of dope. I like it. See, that's you know what? the organ it, approach. It's funny. Um, we were watching a game and Zeb came in the room and he was like, Is that 2K? Like, for some reason, <laughs> oh, for like the, the court start. I don't know. It's the players and just something with how the court looks and just the lights, I guess. It looks fake. Yeah. Kind of sorted this year. I, I don't know if it's just my eyes or something, but. It looks like 2K. And you know they can do all those cool like visual effects with the court now where the whole court is a screen or whatever and they can do I'm not saying they're doing that right here, but I'm just saying like the NBA, they're changing the little things. Like they're changing well, the courts and they're changing the way they you know, produce one of the, the one of the games they did like a like they changed the angle of the like 
the regular angle of how they viewed the game. Like it was a much like more like a not actually thirty thousand foot view, but much higher up. Mm-hmm. And I did not like it. It didn't look good. But um also on the Brooklyn Nets jerseys, you see what the front says, these new like alternate jerseys. Yeah. Bed Stewie. You know what that's from? Bed- I did my research. Bedstar? Huh? Bedstar? Bedsty? Is that what it's how it's pronounced? I think I think I think it is. S T U Y. But I think it's pronounced Bedsty. So those jerseys are owed to notorious B.I.G.'s childhood neighborhood growing up. Bedford Stewie Stewie Vassant. Stewie Vassant? Bedford Stewie Vassant. I don't know. I got none for you, dog. It's a neighborhood (laughs) in New York City, New York. Um so those the Bed Stewie. Bedsty. Yeah, I think you're right. Bed yeah. Stewie sounds kind of dumb, so yeah. Bed Stuy sounds the same family guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're talking about Stewie here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why it felt Bed silly Stewie. to me, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an ode to to Big, one of me and Hez's favorite rappers. Oh, Big Bed. We don't listen to him a lot. We used to. Yeah, but before I think got, he's one before of the we most. got saved. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-saved, pre-salvation. Unfortunately, not. We're still listening. <laughs> I think he's one of the best rappers of all time. For sure, I don't Ooh. know where he ranks, but we all right, don't have to get Drew into McWilliams, that. get after him. Get tell him who you think the best rapper of all time is. Huh? I was saying the people who are listening tell you who they think the best rapper. of Oh, all time is. okay. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm prepared to say that Notorious is the the one. Maybe Damien. <laughs> D. Lil. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of Ice JJ Fish, but I mean, hey, we all got uh, our opinions. Hasn't LeBron rapped once? Uh, Kobe, only the Kobe Taco did. Tuesday thing. Kobe got a song somewhere. Is he? I think yeah, somewhere out there. It's probably the the rap probably starts out like, <clears throat> I don't want anybody to have the ball. I want the ball on my hands. I won't pass the ball, not for <laughs> nothing, man. Can we get to the next topic, please? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Davis returns to New Orleans. Did you guys? Uh, Catch any of this game yes, or the, the highlights from it? Give me your thoughts on that. First off, like I said earlier, they booed this man every time. Every time he, he touched, touched the, ball? the ball, every time he touched the ball, it was boo, boo. And every time, or almost every time he touched the ball and they booed him, he gave him a bucket. So I was just like, you're kind of counterproductive yeah. right now. <laughs> you kind of like booing him into scoring <laughs> against you. Why don't you actually not say anything when he gets the ball? Yeah. But like I said, you know, it's, he deserved to be booed. Yeah, yeah. But do you think otherwise? I don't really care. Not not if to be you were a Pelicans like, fan. If I'm a Pel- well, I mean, as a Spurs fan, I was upset when like Kawhi left. Right. Like, I understood the whole situation. But even but, Kawhi like, probably handled it better than. Well, uh, I don't know. Kawhi's uncle didn't handle it. No, but I, the way Anthony Davis went out with the whole like on the last game uh, of the season last year, he wore mm-hmm. a shirt that said, uh, "That's all, folks." No, across way, the he shirt. Did. He did. I don't even remember oh, him doing he did. that. Snap. Walks into the stadium. He's wearing a shirt that said that says that's all folks. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and boo this man. <laughs> but they were booing him after the rumors came out about he wants to be traded to the Lakers. He was still required to play for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And so they were booing him when he was still on the team. So of course they gonna... knew he was out the hmm. door. And he yeah. was really only there just to like pad his highlights and yeah. Look pretty for the next team he's going to play for, or to not get fined. That's that too. I'm only here so I don't get fined. Marshawn Lynch, (laughs) holla at us, please. Shout out. Um, But yeah, but he gave he gave the Pelicans the work. 
Yes, he did. Big time. The Pelicans didn't go down without a fight. No, they didn't. And what what I thought when I was watching this, because this is... So I compared this to the other return game where Kristaps went back to New York, right? Mm-hmm. Went back to MSG. And that was a good game, too. The Knicks ended up winning. But my point is that I feel like we would have a more competitive league if teams' mindsets just flipped. Because the Pelicans actually played like they were being a competitive team and like a, a yeah. team like fighting for a playoff spot, but only because they knew it was the game against their former teammate. Mm-hmm. You know, they and they really wanted it. But what if they played like that more? That what mentality. if teams they even like the Knicks played like that more? You would see more wins from yeah. not as talented teams. Because mm-hmm. all these guys are still like super great NBA players still. Yeah. Like Drew Holiday looked Yo, like an all-star that game. He did. And I love Drew Holiday. I think he's one of the most underrated point guards in the league. And he gave Davis the work on a few plays too. Yeah. Like and they're and I know they're like buds and friends in the offseason and stuff, but like if the Pelicans could play like that more or any team, I really think it's just a mindset of going like, you know what, entering this game, I'm gonna view this as the most important game of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think the fans has to be a part of that as well? Oh yeah, totally. So yeah. it's not just the it's fans, not just the because when when the players feel that energy, yeah, yeah. Like, it changed the whole dynamic of the mm-hmm. game. It's totally. completely different. Yeah, and I used to think like fans, like whenever players would ask fans, like, okay, come on, you know, not just like the stuff they put on the jumbotron, but like even before games, after games, all that stuff, they talk about the fans bringing us that energy. And I used to think I'm like, yo, you get paid millions of dollars and you need to play <laughs> basketball and you need the fans to give you energy. Like what's going on? And then uh, as I watch basketball and football and all that stuff, I'm like, yo, the fans do bring mm-hmm. a certain energy to the game to when you like when you drop that big three and the and the like the crowd goes crazy. That like gives you an extra boost. Like you're playing 2K and like you hit that three and you go in takeover mode, like you're you're gone. Like you're you're done. Now imagine hitting that same three. And nobody says a word, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Yeah, hit the three, but I mean, it felt feels like, like you're playing I away get back game. on defense." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it felt like a playoff game. Yeah, and I was I was just kind of disappointed though because I was like, "Man, the Pelicans are waiting for like Zion to come back and to like get the pieces together." Mm-hmm. But it's like, dude, you could be good right now. Like Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram was balling out too. Like, yeah. It just made me think, like, yes, I love to see that competitive game, and it was fun to see the return of Davis and all this stuff. But at the same time, it was like, man, I wish teams would just give more effort. Yeah. Overall, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy, crazy stat here that I saw. Anthony Davis scored uh, it's the most points in a first game against a former team. <laughs> was Anthony Davis with 41. The others, Katie, Stefan Marbury, and Danny Ainge, each with 39. Wow. Hmm. So there's your weird ESPN stat, it's a weird stat yeah. of the day. But uh, the most points in the first game playing against their former team is held by the man Anthony Davis from the other night with 41 points. So not too wow. bad. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Didn't know that one. Carmelo. Oh, I would I would think LeBron up. would be up there honestly. I'm sorry, just well, just for the I fact that like he switched he, teams so much. I feel <laughs> like he would score like <laughs> thirty or twenty five though. His average with his style think, of yeah. play, you know. And it's the it's the first game, right? That the the stat was from. It's the first game against your former team. 
or is it just any game against your former team? The first game. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, first game against. So I'm, like, I'm pretty sure LeBron is because like ran yeah, through I know, this yeah, team. Yeah, <laughs> pretty bad. So when LeBron went to the Lakers two seasons ago, he faced the Heat and gave him like a fifty piece. <laughs> and so, but that wasn't his first time yeah. playing his former team. So yeah, this was definitely a stat that was like the yeah. first time playing mm-hmm. against your, yeah. your former first team. time going back into that arena. And you drop forty one on their heads. Yeah. And they booed you every time you touched the ball. And you got the dub. Yeah. I would have brought out that same shirt he had whenever he left. <laughs> That's, That's all, right. folks. Just brought it out, put it on right when he's leaving. <laughs> y'all thought y'all was gonna fool me. It was a fun game to watch though. Yeah. That's cool. Carmelo Anthony. Hey, that man Hoodie Melo is going off. The last three games. His last three games, which have all been wins, mind you. Mm-hmm. Twenty three, eleven, and four. On 8 of 16 shooting. The game before that, 19 points on 9 of 11 shooting. The game before that, 25 points, 8 rebounds on 10 of 20 shooting. His last three games all led to dubs. Look, Melo is that man still. And Blazers are in the 10th spot right now. Melo is going Mello's taking to the ship. only two games back. He's taking them to the ship. And you, Wayne, <laughs> had Blazers making the playoffs, and I did not. Yes, I had them. You, so you think it's going to happen? Yes, I still have them sitting with – I think I put them in the four seed. Yeah. I bet you within the next ten games – I'm not saying this because I want him to get hurt. But <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get injured. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yo, Yo Hez, you're probably the only person ever that has I'm like, just saying. Like, wished harm – on I'm not pressure. wishing harm on it. I, I'm not wishing harm on the, on the guy. I'm just saying that. I think that what he's trying to say is it's, it's it not would gonna happen keep to Melo where oh, okay. he would start balling out and then get injured. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's, and then and then the hype dies. <laughs> exactly. Has on our last and then And then he's going to start wearing the hoodie again, and then all you're going to see him in like, the gym <laughs> shooting yeah. with a hoodie on. Can they let him wear the hoodie <laughs> on the court? Because I feel like if you let him wear the hoodie, he's dropping a smooth 50 every night. But they won't even let players wear those ninja headbands anymore. Bro, you know those, I'm talking were, about? those t- are nice. They looked cool. And then they came out and said they're like an interference now. So yeah, I, f- I kind of like, feel like the hoodie thing definitely wouldn't work out. Well, because the NBA doesn't make those, so they can't wear them. I think that's what it is. I don't Something even like think that. it was that. I think coaches or whoever came out and said that it's a potential interference to where a player could reach out and like hang on to the – the headband because it's, it's just not down. professional, man, to to do that. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's like wearing a headband, except you got a little. F- no, th- little th- well, thing. think about the dudes that have big old dreads. Yeah, isn't you don't that see, an interference? Yeah, you don't. I see could pull your hair. Yank, <laughs> no more yakums out here. Was yanking your you braids off. You can't do that in NFL, right? I think yeah, you, you can. can't. You can't pull on the. Well, you can't. I think you get a penalty for that. Now it wasn't like you, that before. I saw someone did that because Troy Polamalu used to get his hair pulled all the time. No, no penalty. I think now it's. I don't know if it's con- it's part of the horse collar tackle. I think it is. But I now s- it's a it's a penalty if you pull someone's hmm. hair. It would be cool to see um, Hoodie Mello actually wearing a hoodie on the court. But you know what would be even more cool is if Carmelo went back to his cornrows. You remember? Yo. You remember cornrow Carmelo? Yo, Denver. Denver. Yeah. I wonder if he could grow out grow it out again. Just one time for the that. one time, Melo. If you're listening, <laughs> or when it, he retires, he just goes around. <laughs> nah, it's too That'd late, awesome. end, man. But the Blazers look good, man. And the last game, guess who had ten blocks? 
10 blocks. 10 blocks? Hassan Whiteside, man. Oh, Hassan Blockside. Hassan Blockside. He was two points away from a triple-double with blocks. Rebounds, mm. blocks, Dang. and then he had eight points. It's like, come on, man. Dang, dude. <laughs> You had two more points. Couldn't give him make an, alley, an alley real quick. So the screen, run in. <laughs> but, it, dude, if he's – another thing, if he's giving effort, Hassan, because that's what he always gets drilled for is that he's such a tal- talented big, but he just doesn't give any effort. If he's able to do maybe not 10 blocks a night, obviously, but something where he's just consistently giving mm-hmm. that kind of effort on defense, it changes that Blazers team. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Carmelo putting up those points and being efficient – Helps get wins, but him holding down that paint, especially with Nurkic out, is another big one for them. So that was a huge game for them the last game. Yeah. LaMelo. We talked about Carmelo. Now we can go to LaMelo. Mellow Light. I don't have a bunch of uh, – I just kind of wanted to mention his name in this pod this week because he's uh, kind of been all over the internet. Because he's, what, got two straight triple-doubles over there? Two straight. Is he the number one pick for next year? Ooh. If you're uh let's just imagine that the New York Knicks hold the number one pick. Are you picking if the New York Knicks are you picking LaMelo Ball to New run York your franchise? Yes. Because they just got RJ Barrett, who is still putting in that work. Mm-hmm. And he's already looking really nice over there in New York. And you give him somebody like LaMelo Ball who can come in, facilitate, score, even I mean, take LaMelo if you got him. If you're up there, take LaMelo first, please. He looks, he looks like the clear-cut number one pick, which is pretty amazing for for it being... Because, like, we've seen guys who are... Pro, we've seen guys who, who... They're prospects, but they are more like foreign-born players like Dirk Nowitzki and Luka Doncic and like these other guys. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see an American-born player go overseas with the potential now to be picked number one overall because mm-hmm. it kind of breaks the mold in the system of you have to go to college in mm-hmm. order to even be considered for the draft. Like, yeah. Or you... Uh, and obviously, we can't go straight from high school to the NBA anymore, so like this is a good alternate route and he's getting paid to do so not a ton of money um but he's getting paid something how old is he 18 19 18 or 19 something like that yeah you know who's on that team mm. with him what's his name i forgot aaron brooks aaron brooks aaron brooks is on that team with Lamelo ball the old uh houston old houston point guard yeah i'll he's- give you five bucks if you can tell me where aaron brooks went to college college the hint they have some of the Dopest jerseys between football and basketball. Oregon? Yep. Bet. That's my squad, bro. Yeah. I rock with them. I didn't know that. Aaron Brooks is balling Aaron out Aaron Brooks with is over there balling with Lamar. Dang. Imagine being a backup point guard to an 18-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's okay with that, though, because they're out there getting buckets, man. Hey, man. Whatever works. I didn't even know that. That man, A.A. Hey, cool. Lamelo doing work. Yes. I think he's going to be the number one pick, though. He should be. He's worked for it. And he's clearly better than he's a better Lonzo and than, Jello. Yeah. Well, Lonzo has even came out and said, "My brother's better than me. Lamelo's better than me." Lonzo yeah. has said that. He's just I don't I don't get it, man. Just watching him play, he makes it look so easy at a young age. Whereas, like, it doesn't matter who you put in front of him, he's gonna. But score. he's he's just like long. He's like a long point guard. His arms and everything, like he's just he can get around people. He's got the vision. He's got the touch. Um I don't even know about uh, what's his name, Lagello. What's his name? Liangelo. 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 
<laughs> Let that sink in, people. I don't think he's ever going to think the most he'll be is maybe a G League player. Okay, one day. so he's 6'7 he he right now. Who, LaMelo? Mm hmm. That's a tall player. He's taller he is than both tall. of them. I didn't realize he than, was that tall. Is that taller than. How tall is Lonzo? He's taller than Lonzo. Lonzo and must be. And Leangelo. 6'5? 6'4, 6'5, probably for Lonzo. Because I think, I think Lonzo is now. Is he the shortest one now? I don't know. What if the Pelicans tanked and ended up getting Lamelo with his brother on the? That would be Pelican crazy. Squad? I don't know how it It'd would be work. all a part of Lavar's plans, dude. He, <laughs> here's what's gonna happen. Looking they're into gonna, his crystal ball, they're gonna draft Lamelo, have Lonzo and Lamelo. They're gonna put Leangelo on their G League team and then have him sign or get pulled up on one day when like somebody gets hurt or something like that. Pull up Jello, and they're all gonna start on the same court. So Leangelo the is the shortest. He's six five. Lonzo is six six. And what's the other guy? So named? funny. He's the shortest. Lamello. He's six Lamello, five. Yeah. <laughs> he's the shortest and he's six five. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy. Dude, that's pretty tall to me. Mm-hmm. I wish I was six five. I'd be in the league by now. Change the game, Lamelo. Do your thing. Yes, sir. LeBron joins the thirty three thousand club for points. LeBron. 33,000 points. I, so I was thinking about this today, going... LeBron. Like, LeBron. You know, how, you know how we can hear <laughs> like crazy stats and be like, oh, that's cool. Think about this. How many points? 33,000 points. That's a lot of points. Yeah. I know that's a simple thought, but it's like, we just passed that, yeah. pass that up like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's an elite club. That's maybe four players. It's... Him, uh, Kareem, Kobe, Michael, Carl Malone. Five five dudes are kind of in that category. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yep. So he's I I, I mean, he was gonna make it. We we all of it, yeah. We, we all, all knew that, that, but it's still just crazy to think about. Um I have this question. Do you guys think he'll mm-hmm. reach Kareem? Kareem is sitting at thirty eight thousand three hundred and eighty seven points right now. LeBron currently is sitting at 33,031 points. Do you guys think he'll reach or su- surpass Kareem? Hmm. How long has LeBron been playing in the league? Uh, so he's 34 right 17 now. 17 seasons, right? 17 seasons? Mm-hmm. Took him 17 seasons to get... By the way, Kareem retired when he was 42. So he was... He played for a while. Yeah. So if we're going by that... Uh, but when when, when was he drafted in the league? We're saying LeBron's got, what, six more years, six more seasons left? I did math for you. I did hypothetical math. <laughs> Tell order, us your math. In order for him to surpass um, Kareem, here's what we he'd Go have ahead. to do. Go ahead. Show me. So if LeBron wanted to uh, match. Ma- yeah, let's do If match, he wanted yeah. to match, he needs 5,356 more points. And so here's how he can do that. Here's how he can actually surpass that by a little bit. For the next three seasons, if he played 72 games in each of the next three seasons, which I feel like is doable, you mm-hmm. know, miss 10 games mm-hmm. is likely. In each of those games, he scored 25 points. That would be 5,400 points, which means he would surpass Kareem. Okay, then he's doing it then. 
because I know for a fact he's, he's gonna be playing, playing more, more than three years. He's gonna play more, more than three seasons, yeah. and especially if he wants to play with his son, yes. he's got to wait a little while. Yeah. Yo, that's gonna be ridiculous. That'd be awesome to see, man. That's gonna be ri- <laughs> just oh my goodness. I don't even. I think, think that's. About that. I think that's a doable goal, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Follow up question: If he passes Kareem with that, mm-hmm. and he wins two more championships, is he the goat? Two more points. Two, not two three more, because that's not tying Jordan. That's that's right at five. I'm not even thinking about like tying Jordan really. Just like in the span of maybe LeBron's time you know of being with the Lakers. Like I will say all around, as in on court, off the court, all that good stuff. He gives me two more championships. I will say he's the clear cut goat. Don't even don't even at me. I would even try and make the argument for plus, one more championship. Plus, plus having the, the most points of all time. Yeah, plus having the most points of all time. Plus being on the leaderboard for rebounds and assists. <laughs> yeah. You give me if you give me one, it's an argument, like a legit argument. Not the little phony arguments people try to make right now. You give me one more championship, it's a legit argument. You give me two, don't even argue with me, bro. Don't even argue with me. Clear cut. Clear yeah. cut goat. Don't even try and argue with me. I don't what care do you about think, what Drew? my what Jordan did. I don't care. I, well, to be honest with you, I kind of hate the GOAT conversation overall because I think every player has, like, their unique abilities that are that is suit for them. Mm-hmm. Like, Shaq was his own kind of GOAT in his own kind of way. Like, AI was his own kind of GOAT. Michael's his own kind of GOAT. Like... I would even say it, Jason Williams. It's almost kind of very... It's very... Um, no Jason Williams? Oh, Jason Williams. White, White chocolate... chocolate. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. Though yes. with the round the back elbow touch mm-hmm. pass, that dude. But Go the argument is kind of subjective because you just you could look at stats and championships and just call it a day. But I think there's more to it. But to answer your question, if I if I really had to, if he became the all time leader in points and got two more championships, I would consider him the goat. Clear cut, straight up. I wouldn't say clear cut because obviously people would have a problem with that. But in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got about six seasons left to do that. And listen, if he retired today, reaching 33,000 points is still an amazing achievement. Mm -hmm. Like crazy. LeBron could retire today and still be considered in the GOAT conversation. Yeah. Yep. He could. He's that great. He's 34. I give him. But he's going to turn 35 really soon. I give him four more years. I think he's going to get, yeah, I think he's going to retire. This is the second year of his four-year contract with the Lakers. So you know you have the the end of this Mm -hmm. year and then two more seasons. That's why why I said I think two more championships are in the picture. Huh? No, he's already home. I think he's going to That'd be his, like, third time to go home. (laughs) Going home. (laughs) You said that two times ago. (laughs) Going to go join Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson again. For one last hoorah. <laughs> hoorah. <laughs> hey, LeBron, if you're listening to, to this, congrats. Congrats, my guy. Happy yeah, birthday, I mean, bro. I, I mean, you, uh, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> Take me back, Father. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it, I promise. <laughs> okay, have you guys been informed about the new uh, coaches challenge in regards to the NBA? I think so. But refresh my memory. This season is a trial run, uh, much like the NFL Wayne, where they have coaches challenge flags. 
Yeah. They're doing basically the same thing in the NBA right now. They've tested it out for the past two seasons in the G League, mm-hmm. and now they're trying it out this season. Um, and, and coaches have already been trying it out, and some successful, some not. Um, but have but you, you guys heard about this? Yeah, yeah. But you can challenge like anything, right? Or any call. Give give us some. All right. So instances. I I got because I heard it being used. I busted I busted out the rules for y'all, um, just to kind of give you a clear picture of what it is. Okay. Each team is entitled to one challenge in the game, regardless of whether the challenge is successful. Okay. Okay. A team can use its challenge in the following instances. A called personal foul charged to its own t- <clears throat> own team, a call a called out of bounds violation, or a called goaltending or basket interference violation. A team can use its challenge on a called personal foul at any point in the game. In the last two minutes of the fourth period or the last two minutes of overtime, a called out of bounds violation or called goaltending slash basket interference violation will not be challengeable and instead will be exclusively triggered by on-court referees, meaning only referees are allowed Mm -hmm. to make those calls. But notice how in that, in those last two minutes of the fourth or the last two minutes of overtime, what's still challengeable off a coach's challenge is a personal foul. Mm -hmm. Okay, Just the out-of-bounds and the basket interference or goaltending are not. Um, Moving on. To initiate a challenge, a team must immediately call a legal timeout and the head coach must immediately signal for a challenge by twirling his or her finger towards the referee. I don't know how that would look. I'm trying to... They, twirling they, they do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like... But he said point, at the referee. Pointing it so out he's in front of me. In front of him. <laughs> it's Harry Potter out here. Um, Pretty sure I said that wrong anyway. So they got to call the timeout. So that's that's another risk. You, you give up one of your timeouts. Um, if a team attempts to challenge an event with no remaining timeouts... The team is charged and ex- charged an excessive timeout for which the penalty is a technical foul and no challenge will take place. Okay. So, t- yeah, you so have to you have a time. You have to have a timeout. If you yeah. don't and you try and challenge, you, you, get a you don't get the challenge. And But it says that if you do that, the team is charged with an excessive timeout. It sounds like it's, that's just a pen, like a You know how you're going in over football your, they throw the flag, the penalty is pass interference on the defense or whatever. Right. It sounds like you call an extra timeout that you don't have. Your penalty is excessive timeout on your team. But you don't even get the challenge, right? You don't. Yeah. So you got to so, be aware of how many timeouts you got. So if you do this, basically you're asking for a technical foul and nothing else. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. And then two more things. If a team calls a timeout to challenge an event that may not be reviewed, the team will be charged a timeout but retain its challenge. I'll repeat that one. If a team calls a timeout to challenge an event that may not be reviewed, the team will be charged a timeout but retain its challenge. Gotcha. Trying to wrap my head around that. Read the last part. So the team may what? The team will be charged a timeout but retain its challenge. So so you keep the challenge because you try to challenge something that can't be reviewed. That doesn't really make sense to me because to have a challenge, you need a timeout. So but that but what I'm saying is, like, if, if something happens and you try and call the timeout to challenge, but whatever happened is not challengeable, then you lose a timeout, but you keep the challenge yeah. because they couldn't challenge whatever yeah. you're trying to challenge. So 
you can't re- you can't really lose the the challenge thing. You can just only lose a timeout. Time yeah, gotcha. And then the last point, well, as which will suck because if you what if you only have one timeout remaining, you know, right? That's tough. And then, then you don't Pay have a challenge in order. Yeah. And then, as with other replay reviews, in order to overturn the event as called on the floor, there must be clear and conclusive visual evidence that the call was incorrect, which is so subjective and we find this in football too like it's the most like i was watching a nfl game today i think it was um the chiefs game or something and it was a blatant pass interference but it wasn't obvious enough yeah (laughs) to be overturned it's so stupid honestly um but this so that last point where you must have clear and conclusive Visual evidence that the call was incorrect brings me to my next point, which is with something that happened this week. It was when I was watching the Lakers-Pelicans game. In the last few minutes, uh, Brandon Ingram came <clears throat> came down, and he was getting ready to take a jump shot. I'm going to just turn this and show you guys. So he's coming down. He's taking his jump shot. KCP's guarding him. They call a foul. Because he right? ran on his foot. Huh? There's a minute 22 left in the fourth quarter. The Lakers are up by one, so they're still in a position to win, but also in a position to go back down. So, obviously, KCP's like, what What the heck did I do? I didn't even touch him. So, Frank Vogel, on this timeout, he calls timeout, and there's yep. the wh- whatever challenge, you call it, yeah. challenge, yeah. What's funny about this is they have this little, like, green light on the sideline. It looks so cheesy, but this, like, green strobe light goes off. It's so <laughs> stupid. Um, oh, he's challenging. Yeah, but you see that green light on the sideline? So here's what I mean. Look at this and tell me if this would be enough to be overturned to say this was not a foul. Well, what are they are they calling a foul on the landing or a foul on the going up for the shot? Going up for the shot. Because yeah, I don't see anything so going no, up. There's nothing going up. There's something coming down, but that's... Actually, I don't know Ingram, if it was the landing or the his, shot. Because he landed on his... Brandon Ingram kicks his foot out, though, yes, right here. Boom. He, so I think it was the elbow. They thought he they touched his... KCP touched his elbow. Because, see, what happens usually if you if someone's going up for a shot and they touch your elbow, you can see it in the form. You can see it in the jump shot. They'll move. They'll twitch. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram went straight up, came straight down. Right. But in, no, in my opinion, this was not a foul at all. No. It wasn't a foul. And I know the Lakers going to win this game. It doesn't even matter. But it matters in the moment. And I think if you're going to use one of your your one coach's challenge, like why are we not getting it right? And then the refs go back and they say it was still a foul. Listen to what uh, LeBron LeBron James pleading his case with us. You hear what he said? He said, um, "What do you say? Like he, he you're said, gonna make that call. You're gonna be wrong." He said, "The refs never want to be wrong, so they're not gonna make that call." Oh, he went over to the uh, the ESPN oh, sideline yeah, reporters, Van Gundy, and, and LeBron knew what he was doing. He was yeah. going over because he knew he was gonna be on national television. He's going, "The refs never want to get it wrong. Of course, they're not gonna call that." Like he basically they're called out the refs right now. there, mm-hmm. and I think he's right. Honestly, that was a hor. In my opinion, that was a horrible call. Yeah. But my big point in this, you only have one coach's challenge. And Frank Vogel was smart, unlike some other coaches in the league, 
to actually hold on to it in a yeah. crucial moment. Because yeah. some give it away when they got like a 10-point lead in the second quarter, and it's like, dude, you don't need to use it then. He was smart to save it for then, but it was all for nothing because the refs, based off this the last point in the, these rules where you need a clear and conclusive visual evidence that the call was incorrect. And I guess the refs would argue there was not enough clear and From conclusive. That, there was, because they called it a foul to start off with, there wasn't enough evidence to overturn it, I guess. Because they're not looking, they're not seeing what we're seeing. What they're looking at when they're watching that a video over and over mm-hmm. is he goes up for the shot and his hand is near his elbow. And so they're like, okay, well, then that's a foul. Because obviously you touched him. To us, it's not obvious. It shouldn't have been called in the first spot, in the first place. Because even in real time, you can't tell that he touched his elbow. Right. And even when you slow it down, you still can't tell. But because they already called it a foul, they're going to keep it that way because, I mean, they already called it. I think the refs are too, like like LeBron was saying, they don't want to give up the fact that they were wrong. Yeah. Do the do they have like because in the, in the NFL when they challenge stuff like this they also they have the refs reviewing it, but then they have the people over like the media like, room right well, yeah, yeah they they have those people too so the the NBA has that too in a, some city for they, these they have a replay center yeah for for those challenges I don't know I can't confirm that because maybe they should if they don't already yeah because then at least you know but then they'll you're get basically it right. stripping the rights of the referees too. Like if you're gonna have the call, don't just have it to to make the coaches or the players happy. Like let it be something that's effective and that's gonna be put to use. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like it. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is what you said in the rule. It says you can't for like an out of bound under two minutes. Mm-hmm. It cannot be challenged. I wonder why they made it. I'm that like way. Mm. it was out of bounds and. A goaltending or basket interference call, like you can't overturn. Uh, I those think out of things. bounds is more common than. But I think those. I think they're saying don't challenge those because there. It says somewhere in there that they're going to review those automatically anyway. No, they. They said we leave that to the jurisdiction of the refs, basically. Oh. It's a, so. Here's what it says: it called out of bounds, blah, blah blah violation will not be challengeable and instead be exclusively triggered by on-court referees. Meaning, So the refs have to... They have to get the call The right. review, I guess. Because they do, they do a review, right? Oh, I think right, on certain yeah. Plays, yeah, but yeah. Because you, you can review it in the last two minutes if, if the, you know... You know, players do this on the court where they whack their finger in yeah. the air. So, but that can only be from the refs, not the... refs have the, to trigger that challenge. Gotcha. Exactly, gotcha. yeah. Which most of the time, I feel like they get that right. If it's like an out of bounds yeah. play, yeah. So, anyways, that happened this week. I uh, thought it was a good discussion. We haven't really talked about that coach's challenge yet, so mm-hmm. I feel like I have a better understanding on it now too. Big buckets this week, yes, sir. Ice Trey, Trey Young, forty nine points and a loss. <laughs> Boo! God dang. Weird stat with him. Him and Oscar Robert Robertson are the only players with two thousand points and eight hundred assists. Through their first 100 career games. Wow. Ice in the veins. Okay. I see you. Kid's got game, man. Yeah. He's got big game. The ice tray. Giannis, 50 points in a win. Did you guys watch that game or a little bit of that game? Who was it against? I didn't watch it. I can't remember. But the one thing I remember from this game is that it was, it's like, yes, 50 points. We know he can get it. The most impressive part is that. 
his last two points to get him 50 were free throws, and he made both of them in a clutch, clutch. moment, like where the <laughs> pressure's on. He knows he needs two more points to get 50 and basically seal the win, yeah. and he did it. So yeah. I was like, hey, my MVP prediction, go on, boy. <laughs> go ahead, bro. <laughs> Uh, and then, but then, my but, MV- but then, my our MVP, MVP prediction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even add this one till last night. So Harden, uh, sixty points and a win. Another weird stat. You ready for this one? Go ahead, bro. So this does not include the sixty points, but when he got to fifty points in this game, he did it in twenty-five minutes, which is the second fastest time to get to fifty points in a game. Hmm. In twenty-five minutes, do you know who the first was? First fastest to get to 50 points? Yes, minute, minutes-wise within a game. Was it LeBron? And it's only a minute difference. It was 24 minutes instead of 25. It's not LeBron? Nope. I was going to say Clay, but I you're right. it is Clay. It's yeah, because I remember that, oh, that, that yeah, crazy that, that first. Game when the, he just went off. the Bulls last year? What, headband Clay? Yeah, yeah, Yo. Yeah. When he... Uh, Savage Clay? I think he set the three-point record that yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling it was, <laughs> was going to Because what's-his-name <laughs> almost broke his record, and he was talking about that... Um, Cause they, Clay when he's hurt, funniest dude ever. <laughs> they let him be. They let him be reporter. Uh, sideline commentator. <laughs> sideline Clay. That was funny. And man. somebody, I think I'm it was, excited for him to get back. Yeah, I think it was somebody. Um, almost broke his record in in the game. Oh, Zach Levine. Reporting. Yeah, and he was like, "Come, uh, come on, Levine, yeah. don't do that to me. Like I'm not. <laughs> it's only been one season. I've been out. Yeah, that was funny, man. He's he's hilarious. So big buckets from those dudes. Ice tray, Greek freak, and the beard. Mm. Getting it done. Yeah, Giannis dropped 50, and then Harden said, hold my beard. <laughs> Somebody save Ice Trey. He's drowning. Nah, bro. He said, hold the my Hawks. beard. Hold my beard. Hold my beard. Ooh. Yeah, Hold see? my beard. Yep. Trey Young is the PG only content one out here, guys. doing things. <laughs> <laughs> PG content. Oh, All right. Um, Hez, Wayne. Yeah? Give me... The two teams right now that are on a 10-game win streak. The Bucks and the Lakers. Was the Lakers before today. Oh, yes, yeah, you're right, because yeah. the Mavs Mavs won. beat them Ugh. this afternoon, Ooh. but he's right. The Bucks as well. Bucks are rolling. What's funny is it's because of the Lakers, Los Angeles, you know, big lights. It's like we only hear about the Lakers, but the Bucks are quietly just getting 10 wins in a row mm-hmm. and still making it happen. So, um they play each other on December nineteenth. The Lakers and the Bucks do, so that's going to be a fun game good showdown. Uh, number one team in the East versus the number one team in the West, and unless stuff changes between yeah. now and then, but that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, the Lakers did not keep it going today because uh, the Donk are the Warriors came Christmas? through. Hmm? Are the Warriors playing Christmas game? They might. They be. probably are. And what's sad is I hope they aren't. G League. <laughs> The G League players, Eric Pashaw. <laughs> get it, goat. That would be awesome. Oh man, I don't know. These young guys got to be like, you know what? We had to step in, and we got all these primetime games, <laughs> bro. Like, what the heck? Be on I ABC. I just got called up from the G League like yesterday, man. What you got me on here on ABC for? <laughs> to get exposed by Kyrie and all these? What, what the heck, bro? I just got here. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny, man. It's good, bro. Oh, the Warriors, they're just. We should talk about them dun, more because we know dun, nobody dun. else is. Key <laughs> <laughs> uh, to music. Oh man! Y'all listen to episode uh, episode three. Young man, shout out. All right. Um, um, I I wrote down some notable wins from this week, and I'll let you talk about one of them, Wayne. The uh, Spurs. 
beat the Clippers this mm. week. Yes, they did. Spurs get the dub, and and uh, your boy David was at the game too. Yes, he was. Want to speak about that game a little bit? Um, <laughs> part of me just wants to be like, it's a fluke. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I, I almost kind of feel like the same. But look, I saw I saw one picture from that game that kind of summed up the whole game for me, and it was a picture of Kawhi going up for like a layup or a dunk or something like that. And Aldridge with just like this mad intensity in his face. And then you see like his arm going like this, and you see the ball going the other direction. And you see Kawhi's face look like he's crying. And I'm like, I bet in that one moment, every Spurs fan in that arena was just like, Kawhi Leonard, Cheering. you suck. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure even though I wasn't there, that was probably the energy that was going into that game. Because we've now had two games, or like at least two times, when Kawhi's come back to San Antonio. One was with. Toronto, and now we have one with the Clippers. And I know for a fact they let him hear it. Because I was texting David, and he was like, bro, I mean, they're just... It's loud up in here. Yo, I mean, these dudes are crazy. And I've yeah. been to I've been to a couple Spurs games. First off, San Antonio, if you're listening, every Spurs game I've been to, we win. Hey. So if you want to keep winning, hook your boy up with some tickets. Ship me out. Yeah, I'll live in San Antonio for y'all. You'll give me free tickets. I'm good, bro. We'll I'll do send the, the nosebleeds. We'll, we'll do the pod remotely. Yes, I'll call. Still. I'll call in every every week. <laughs> yeah, but um, I've been to. I went to um a game last year where they played Giannis, and he fouled out, and I was like, yes, and I was loving it, man. But the energy in that arena, whenever it's like a big name like Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, anytime it's those kind of people, yeah, the fans are letting them hear it. So I'm yeah. like, I, I already know. As soon as Kawhi touches the ball, he's getting booed. He scores a bucket. Everybody's booing, calling him inside his name, calling his mama stupid. Like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's it's crazy in there, bro. But yeah, that was the energy of that game. Like we talked about earlier with the fans creating another level of energy. Um, I didn't see much from that game that I was just like, okay, cool. Like, we're the Spurs. That's nice. Unfortunately, was, they... Uh Came back to earth and got beat by yeah, the Pistons yeah. today, one thirty-two to ninety-eight. And I was keeping up with that game, and I was like, "This is not my night." You thought <laughs> you thought it was going to be some sort of you know turnaround, but yeah. I watched the condensed game today of the uh, on shout out to NBA League Pass for uh, Bro, League Pass is uh, a goat allowing me to catch up on games when I, I love cannot. the condensed games, man. Yeah. They it's are like, it's the best. like nine, nine minutes long. Yeah. And you get your offensive highlights and yeah, yeah. I don't need much else. But what I kind of noted from this that win over the first off i want to make this clear i totally forgot preach that Kawhi used to play on the spurs i know isn't it crazy when i started watching i was like oh this is Kawhi coming back to san antonio i just there's been so much that has happened from when he was on the spurs to now being on the clippers that it totally just went over my head yeah like you would have thought that would have been like a a national game because Mm -hmm. There's still kind of that beef between San Antonio and Kawhi, yeah. but it totally went over my head as I was watching. I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, so, I, yeah, that was one thing. I was like, "Man, I totally forgot he uh, used to be on this team." But the other thing was that I think George and Leonard both kind of laid eggs that game. I think Paul George was like two for eleven, and Kawhi was like nine of twenty-three. He had an okay game, mm. um, but it looked like the Spurs had like a motivated defense. And also balance balance scoring amongst their young guys mm-hmm. and like Aldridge and DeRozan to where it end up. Demar scored a three, so you never see that happen. Um, I don't want to see that happen. Did you hear that Demar cleared his Instagram account? 
I know this is like totally off subject. But off, but mm. so here's what I heard this week. DeMar DeRozan cleared his entire Instagram account, still has it, but cleared it. DeJounte Murray unfollowed the San Antonio Spurs. Stop. I'm I'm being Stop. serious. Even DeMar addressed it. Now, DeMar's response was like, I wish I played back in the 80s where I didn't have to worry about social media and being questioned about all this stuff. But I'm like, dude, you're a public figure. Like, yeah. If you delete all your stuff, people are going to wonder what's up. You know what's yeah. crazy? How do they know? How does who know? The media just well, because just, you you got somebody watching like who every, you got somebody watching watch everything. <laughs> That's like their job like, to get the inside scoop on yeah. anything underneath the table. So they probably have a set list. Okay, I gotta check on this player, his Instagram, his every Twitter, day, hey, like just scrolling this player. Did he unfollow? Yeah, you got yeah. somebody who's just sitting there watching accounts, man. So when yeah. they see, That's oh, crazy. he deleted all his stuff. Group chat, everybody get the message gone, <laughs> and it's out within like five minutes. Yeah. So I don't know if that meant anything for yeah. the Spurs or not, but. Um, but yeah, they got they got the win. Unfortunately, they did not follow it up with a very bad Pistons team that they just got beat really bad by. One thirty two to ninety eight today. Wow, that's a whole thirty four piece, bro. I don't Oof. like that. Um, did you say thirty four? One thirty two to ninety eight. I thought for some reason I thought you said something in the forties. I was like, dude, your math's way off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. There's one thing I'm good at that I don't like is math. Yeah, so that's your um. It's kind of your weekly dish for you guys of what happened uh, this week. So uh, thanks for tuning in on this episode of the 3 and D Pod. Remember, we're on Twitter, Twitter. at, oh gosh. <laughs> you said <laughs> you would have this prepared Why was, for them. I just I just such dude. emphasis, man. You're like, get out of us on Twitter, at, it's okay. I, oh gosh. move on to the left. <laughs> I, can uh, just, <laughs> I can just cut that out of the pod and just skip to when I actually say it. Nah, leave that in. Nah, dude. We gotta, this is authentic, man. Authenticity. Okay, you can find us on Twitter at three, that's the number three, N as in Nancy, D as in <laughs> darling, <laughs> underscore pod. Why are you laughing? <laughs> At 3ND underscore pod is where you can find us on Twitter. Uh, Apparently, Hez is going to be taking over the Instagram account to make it look better, and I'll be uh, rolling on the on the Twitter. So get at us. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Boom.